But look at John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. So Martha and Mary, their brother Lazarus is sick, and they know Jesus Christ. He's a healer. They've seen him heal people. So they, Jesus Christ is not with them, so they send to Jesus Christ and say, Hey, Lazarus is sick. The one you love, Lazarus, he's laying here. He's sick, and we're afraid he's going to die. Verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So the Bible says right there that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he loves Lazarus. But notice what he does here in verse 6. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, talking about Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days, still in the same place where he was. So he hears that Lazarus is sick, and Lazarus needs Jesus to come and heal him. And Jesus doesn't move. He doesn't take off. He just sits there. And he sits there for two days. Then verse 7, then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. So he waits. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. He said, I'm not worried about what the Jews are going to do to me. I walk in the light. It's daytime. We're going to go over there. Don't worry about these things. Verse 11. These things said he, talking about Jesus, and after that he saith unto them, Jesus says, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of sleep. So Jesus says, well, he's asleep right now. But notice he says, our friend. A friend of Jesus is your friend. Amen. Amen. A friend of Jesus is your friend. If you're a brother or sister in Christ, we're all friends in this. He says, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. So verse 12, then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Well, Lord, if he's sleeping and he doesn't feel good and he's sick, then let's leave him alone. If he's sleeping, he's doing okay. The Lord's going to straighten him out. Verse 13, Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought he had spoken of taking of rest and sleep. Jesus is talking about he's sleeping, he's dead. It's like when you see somebody laying in a coffin there at a funeral home, it looks like they're asleep. That's, their soul's long gone, guys. When you take your last breath, your soul leaves this body, and it's gone. You're going one or two places. But your body looks like it's asleep, and that's what Jesus is describing to them. In verse 14, then, said Jesus unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. Verse 15, and I'm glad. What did Jesus just say? Hey, Lazarus just died, and I'm glad for that. This might not be the Jesus that you hear on TV. This is the Jesus out of the Bible. And I'm glad for your sakes that I'm not there. Excuse me, that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe, nevertheless, let us go unto him. So so I'm glad I wasn't there. Lazarus is dead. Now let's go find out what's going on. Now I want to point out some things before we move on about what Jesus just did from verses 1 through 15. Lazarus was sick, so much sick that he was about to die. Jesus allowed him to suffer till he died. Jesus allowed him to suffer till he died. All of this was so God and Jesus could get the glory. Sometimes people pass away in this life because God and Jesus Christ get the glory out of it. Trevor, when Trevor passed away, Jesus Christ got the glory out of that. 
You might not understand that. I, I talked to Trevor before he passed away. Days before he passed away, I was talking to Trevor and we were sitting on his bed and we were talking about heaven. And he said, I'm not worried about dying, Brother Keegan. I'm not worried about that. I said, oh, yeah, Trevor? He said, I'm worried about them two right there. That was his best friends. I'm worried about Matt and I'm worried about Wade. What are they going to do? Man, that just touched my heart. This is a brave kid about to take his last breaths. And he's not worried about himself. He's worried about his two friends. People say God doesn't let people suffer. God doesn't, wouldn't allow that. But that's not only what Jesus did. He allowed us to do that. He allowed, he allowed Lazarus to die. He allowed him to suffer days till he finally died. All of that so God would get the glory. You've got to understand that about Jesus Christ. He's got plans and he does things for a certain reason. Verse 16, let's get back into the scripture. Then said Thomas, which is called Denimus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Talking about dying with Jesus. Because Jesus, they're afraid Jesus is going to get stoned. So then when Jesus came, he found that he, had, that he had lain in the grave four days already. So Lazarus has already died and he's been in the grave for four days. Lazarus has been in the grave for four days. Verse 18. Now, Bethany was nigh to Jerusalem about 15 furlongs off. That's about two miles off from Jerusalem. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. So the news gets out, Lazarus has died. Mary and Martha's brother's dead. So the news gets out, all their friends, like we would do, they all come over to the house. They're, they're crying with them. They're praying with them. They're trying to comfort them. Verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. So the news gets out, hey, Jesus is on his way. Now her brother had just died. So Martha hears that Jesus is on his way. So Martha gets up to go confront Jesus Christ. But Mary stays back. Now what I'm going to preach this morning, I'm going to show you there's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. And you're going to see Martha, she's going to show a lot of head knowledge about Jesus Christ. And what I'm going to point out to you is Mary's going to show you a lot of heart knowledge about Jesus Christ. Amen. Now some of y'all, there's not a person underneath the sound of my voice that hasn't heard the name of Jesus Christ. And I, I, there's no doubt if I was to give a test to a lot of y'all, even if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, a lot of y'all can tell the, the basic story of Jesus Christ, how he was born, how he's on a cross, how he died, how he come back up. Y'all can tell the story and pass that test. That's a lot of knowledge about Jesus Christ. But do you have heart knowledge of Jesus Christ? And what I'm trying to point out to you this morning, you need to have heart knowledge. It needs to go from your head to your heart. And you need to stop fooling around. You maybe have known about Jesus Christ all your life, but you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But it says Mary sat still in the house. Why did Mary sit still in the house? Because she's brokenhearted. <laughs> She's mad at Jesus Christ. She knows what Jesus Christ does. She's seen what Jesus Christ can do. And he didn't show up. They told him, Jesus, the one you love, he's sick, he's about to die. And Jesus let him die. So Mary doesn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. She's mad at Jesus. Can you think of a time that you got mad at the Lord? I know I've been mad at the Lord over different things. It didn't do me any good. But I was mad at the Lord. And Mary's mad, so she sits still in the house. She doesn't want to have anything with do, to do with Jesus Christ. Verse 21. 
Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. That's a true statement. You know what you know what you find out about Jesus Christ? What you find out about Jesus Christ is he didn't preach a funeral. Not one. Everywhere Jesus Christ went, people couldn't stay dead. You can't stay dead around Jesus Christ. He's alive. You can't stay dead around him. Everywhere Jesus Christ went, he healed people. He raised people from the dead. That's why she knows this about Jesus Christ. But she's using her head and she's getting on to Jesus Christ and she's chiding. She's chiding with Jesus Christ saying, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Verse 22. Martha says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. So she's telling Jesus Christ some things she knows. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. She goes, Lord, I know, if he, if, that, I know that if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And I know that whatsoever you ask of God, he'll do it. And Jesus says, yeah, yeah, your brother will rise again. So Martha's talking to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ straightens her out real quick. Says, you know what? Don't worry about your brother. Your brother's going to rise again. And if you're in here this morning and the Lord's took one of your loved ones from you. It might have been a young child. It might have been a grandparent or whatever. The Lord says, don't worry about them. You need to worry about yourself. They're going to rise again. And Martha says back to Jesus Christ, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Every Jew knew that. Every Jew understood there was a general resurrection of the dead. But what Jesus Christ taught, Jesus Christ taught there's a resurrection from the dead. In other words, there's going to come a time where people are going to rise again. And there's going to be some other people that don't get to rise again. Their body's going to stay in the grave. Their souls are going to stay in hell. There's a difference between that. And he's trying to explain to that. But get what Martha's doing. (laughs) Understand what Martha's doing. Martha is arguing with the word of God. Martha's trying to have a conversation one-on-one like she's having a discussion on equals with the Word of God. Jesus Christ is called the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He is God manifesting the flesh, and she's standing there face-to-face arguing with Him, talking, yeah, I know that, Lord, I know that. And Jesus Christ is saying, no, you don't know something. She's using all her head because she's so smart and she's got it all figured out and she's got all this knowledge. And Jesus Christ says, with all this knowledge, there's things you don't understand. And instead of using her heart, she's using her head. You see what she's doing? Yeah, she says, verse 22, but I know. Verse 24, Martha saith unto him, I know. Yeah, I know, I know. I talk to people about Jesus Christ. I try to witness to some people about Jesus Christ. And I'll get, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I was in prison doing the prison ministry with talking to this atheist. And he was willing to talk to me. And he wanted to argue with me. And we were having a good discussion. And I said, hey, God's given you a great gift. He goes, yeah, I know what that is. It's free, it's free will. And I thought, wow, this guy knows some things. He has a lot of knowledge. He was obviously really intelligent. But some things he doesn't understand about God. He might have the knowledge, but he doesn't understand. And Jesus Christ straightens her out. Verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am. He says, I'm the resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection. He said, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, 
the life. Jesus Christ said, I am the true vine, the bread of life, the light of the world. Jesus Christ says, I am that I am. Jesus Christ is that I am. What do you need this morning from God? Jesus Christ says, I am that. He's all of those things. Do you need to be resurrected in the last day? Jesus Christ says, I am the resurrection. Martha, you're talking about the resurrection. Martha, you're talking about something happening. Don't worry. Why are you talking to me about it? I'm the resurrection. It's it's going to happen because of me. You see what he's saying? Say, you're you're talking about this stuff and you don't know nothing about what you're talking about. I'm the one that's going to do it. I am the resurrection and the life. You're talking about somebody coming up from the grave. You're talking about somebody having life after death. He said, I am that resurrection. I am that life. He's crazy. Jesus Christ has to be crazy to say that. You have to be crazy to say that. Nobody else has ever been crazy enough to say something like that. You understand what he's saying? Muhammad never had the guts to say something like that. Buddha never had the guts to say something like that. But Jesus stood up and said, I am the way, the resurrection, and the life. I'm the truth. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. You've got to be crazy. So here I'm saying to you this morning about Jesus Christ. He's one of three things. He's either a liar He lied what he said right there. He's not the resurrection. He just lied about it. Or he's a lunatic. He lied about it. He really believes what he's saying. Amen. Or the third option, which is an option that should scare the boots off of you. What's the third option, Brother Keegan? He's either a liar or a lunatic, or he really is the Lord. And that's the way I'm presenting to you. You see, when somebody says, I am the resurrection and the life, That guy better not go in the grave and rot. That guy better not go in the grave and let the worms get him. There's been people stupid enough to say stuff like that. You know that, right? They recorded it. This guy was leading this cult and he told them, when I die, I'm going to come up from the grave. I'm not going to die. And when I die, I'm going to come up. So they waited for him. He died. And guess what happened? He started getting to where he stunk and they waited for him to come up and his, a lot of his followers left and at the end there was like two or three of his followers and they finally took his stinky, rotted, bloated body and they put it in a grave. Because it's real obvious, he had lied. He wasn't the lie. But Jesus Christ says, I am the resurrection. I am the life, Martha. And he did exactly what he said. He came up on the third day. But she's using head knowledge. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said unto her, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? What's he, he's talking about the rapture. See, he's kind of prophesying about the rapture. And she doesn't get it. It went way over her head. See, she thinks she's so smart. She's got all this knowledge. Yeah, I know, Lord, I know. If you'd have been here, she's chiding him. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. She's chiding him. She's using her head knowledge. And Jesus Christ goes way over her head and starts talking about the rapture. See there in the end of verse 25. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. At the rapture, the dead in Christ are going to rise up. Verse 26. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. If we're alive when Jesus Christ comes back, we're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, and we'll never die. Amen. There's the two parts of the rapture right there. But that's not what we're talking about this morning. 
But that's what he hits her with to let her know, you don't know what you're talking about, Martha. You think you're so smart, you got all this head knowledge, you don't have it figured out yet. It's like, guys, it's like when you're talking to your teenage kid. And I have one of those. And you talk to them, and you talk to them, and you talk to them, and it's like taking a hammer and beating it into the stone. Ta, ta, and they're not getting it. And I, y'all tell me these stories about when they get into their late 20s and their 30s and their 40s, they finally come to you and say, Mom or Dad, you were right. Y'all tell me these stories. Why I'm, I'm still waiting for that day. Because my st- son still thinks he's smarter than me. And that's what Martha's doing to Jesus. She actually thinks she's got this figured out. That Jesus should have just came along, healed Lazarus like she wanted him to do. Because she knows she's got it all figured out. I know you could have done it. She said, Lord, if thou'd been here, my brother not died. And then she knows about the resurrection. But Jesus is going way above her. And he don't, she don't understand that. Verse 27, he asked her a question in verse 26. Believest thou this? And she says unto him... Verse 27, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. She avoids his and dodges his question. He asks her a question about what that, and she just says, Yeah, I know you're the Christ. She dodges the question. Are you born again? Jesus says in John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, Ye, that means everyone, ye. That's a plural for everyone. That's why the Bible has ye in there. That ye is plural for you, everyone. Ye must be born again. And if you're not born again, you cannot enter the end of the kingdom of God. So the question I have for you this morning, are you born again? Don't dodge the question like Martha did. Martha just dodges it. Martha says, yeah, I I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Yeah, yeah, I believe Jesus is is, God. Yeah, I believe Jesus is the Christ. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. I didn't ask you that. You realize the Bible says that the devils believe and tremble? The Bible says the devils believe and tremble. Have you read your Bible where Jesus Christ comes across someone who's demon-possessed and he comes across them and the, the demon in the person falls down and says, what do we have to do with thee, the son of the Most High God? Don't send us into our torment before it's time. They know exactly who Jesus Christ is. They believe him. They know who he is, but they're believing it with their head. They've never turned their heart over to Jesus Christ. They've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Saying, I'm a sinner, I know I'm a sinner, I know without Jesus Christ, according to the Bible, and my heart's testimony to this through the Holy Spirit, that I'm going to die and I'm going to go into a devil's hell, and I need to receive Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and get that payment of sins for I receive Jesus Christ. Lord, will you save me? When you pray like that, say, Lord, I don't understand everything, but I know I'm a sinner, I don't want to go to hell. Will you save me? The Lord will save you. Amen. But you've got to receive him. It's not enough just to know about him. It's not enough to know about the free gift of salvation. You've got to come take the gift of salvation. And she's using her head. So Martha's using all this head knowledge. And it's not getting her anywhere with the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 28. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, Hey, the master has come and calleth for thee. So she goes back to the house where Mary's sitting there. And of course Mary knows that Jesus is 
is out there and Jesus has come, but Mary don't want to go out. Mary's mad. And Martha comes in and says, hey, Mary, and he, she whispers in Mary's ear, Jesus is calling for you. If you're in here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you can't say that you're born again. Let me tell you something. Jesus is calling you. And He's not calling to your head. He's calling to your heart. He's speaking to your heart. That funny feeling you got on the inside, that's Jesus talking to you. And I've said it over and over again from this pulpit, but this Bible, this Bible's not about the 99 sheep that are found. It's about the one sheep that's lost. And if you're in here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, He's not standing behind me. Jesus Christ is not standing behind Wade or Matt that I know are saved. You know where Jesus Christ is standing? Right behind you. He loves you. He loves you enough to die for you. He's standing right behind you. He's speaking to your heart. Will you, will you take me as your Lord and Savior? Will you receive? Will you believe on me and receive me? The Master is come and calling for thee. The Master's come this morning and He's calling for you. Verse 29, And as soon as she heard that, Mary, as soon as Mary heard that, she arose quickly and came unto Him. Now Jesus was not yet come unto the... See, she knows Jesus is calling, so she gets up and goes running to Him. The Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw, they saw, they saw Mary... That she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. So they see Mary just jump up, because Martha's whispered in her ear. And Mary runs out of the house, so everybody else in the house says, You know, Mary, she's left to go to the grave to weep. Let's, let's go follow Mary and be with Mary. So they're following Mary. In verse 32, Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw Him, she fell down at His feet. That's a different response than what Martha had. You getting it? See, Martha shows up. She's standing up face to face with Jesus. You know, if you had been here, you can almost see her wagging her finger in front of Jesus' face. And Jesus says, I'm the, I know, I know he's going to come up. I, and she's, all that stuff she knows. Well, Mary shows up, and Mary's been brokenhearted, amen? She's mad at Jesus, but she, Jesus is calling to her, so she runs out there. She sees Jesus, and she falls at his feet. You find out Mary is most comfortable at the feet of Jesus. In the Scriptures, Mary's found at the feet of Jesus. Did you remember what we read at the very beginning of this sermon there in verse 2? It was that Mary that anointed the Lord with, Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with the hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. See, we're going to find out in the next chapter after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead that Mary takes her hair and anoints Jesus' feet and she wipes her, his, his feet with her hair and with her tears. She loves Jesus. And she's brokenhearted and she's used to being at the feet of Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, it tells us that Martha and Mary were in the house and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha came in the house and said, Jesus, she's not helping me clean the dishes. She's not helping me serve anybody. Tell her to get up and help me. That's what Martha told Jesus. You know what Jesus said to Martha? Martha, Martha, you're much troubled about many things. But Mary has chosen the better part. And she'll get that. Mary has chosen to sit at my feet and she'll get the better part. 
See, Mary was used to sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was used to telling Jesus what to do. Send her away, Jesus, and tell her to come help me. Jesus, if you'd have been here, you would have healed him. If you only see, Martha's not Martha's using head knowledge. She doesn't have a heart for Jesus Christ. You see what's going on here? It's, she comes and she falls down at his feet. Look what Mar- Mary says there in verse 32. Saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Notice. Put your finger there. Look down at verse 21. Look down at verse 21. Look, notice what Martha said. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. That's the exact same words. They say the exact same thing to Jesus. Mary's saying the exact same thing to Jesus that Martha said. What's the difference? She's saying it with her heart. She falls down at the feet of Jesus and with tears she says, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She says it weeping. They both say the same words. Martha says it with her head. Mary says it with her heart. Have you received Jesus Christ with your heart? Have you received Jesus Christ with your whole heart? See, it's not enough to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Know that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Know that Jesus Christ came up on the third day. You must receive Him with your heart. When Philip was witnessing to the Ethiopian eunuch and the Ethiopian eunuch believed in Jesus Christ and he stopped and he says, well, there's some water right there, Philip. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, thou mayest. And that Ethiopian says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he went down and got baptized. It's all about the heart, guys. It has nothing to do with the head. If you start using your head, it doesn't make any sense. It's got to come to Jesus Christ with the heart. See, it took me being 17, being wicked, being sorry, being no good, being brokenhearted, being knowing that I was going to go to hell, hearing a preacher preach, and the Holy Spirit moving on my heart, knowing that I had no chance, no hope, no, there's nothing, and that I wasn't worth nothing. I was vile and sorry and no good, and I knew I was nothing. And there's a man named Jesus Christ that wanted me and said, I've got a place for you if you'll come to me. And when I rose out of that that pew with my heart and said, I want Jesus Christ, and I received Jesus Christ with my heart, I've never been the same. And I've seen people talk about Jesus Christ with their head, and it just don't make no sense to me. Because everything about Jesus Christ is with the heart. You understand that I love Jesus Christ with all my heart? In a world that we talk about homosexuality and we talk about different things, you got to understand, I'm telling you, I love a man with all my heart. I love that man, Jesus Christ, more than I love my wife. Yeah. And she knows that. And I sure hope she loves Jesus Christ more than she loves me. That makes her a better wife for me. Amen. Amen. See, the reason why you don't get that, some of y'all don't get that, is simply this. 
You still think Jesus Christ is a philosophy. You still think Jesus Christ is just a little idea. You still think Jesus Christ is some kind of imaginary figure that lived 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ is a resurrected Savior. He's alive. And when you get down and you pray and ask Jesus Christ to save you, He hears you. When you're praying, you've got to believe He can listen. He's listening to everything I'm saying right now. And Jesus Christ literally, physically can walk in those back doors. Those doors could come open and Jesus Christ could come in here. And some of y'all would jump up and say, Are you Jesus Christ? And there's other other of us with the heart would run and fall at His feet. Because we know who He is. And we know what He's done for us. And that makes us love Him with all our heart. You ever seen a man put all his heart on a woman? It about ruins him, doesn't it? Amen. <laughs> you see a man put his heart on a boy, makes him go to Germany. Amen. I've seen a man at another church, he fell in love with this woman, and she started dressing him. They would come to church in the same clothes. They had, both had these Texas flag t- shirts that you button up, and they both would come in. Buttoned up in the same shirt, wearing the same shirt to church, holding hands. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Dude, she's making you look like a Twinkie. You look like a pair of Twinkies walking in the church. But he loved her. He put his whole heart on her. That's what you need to do with Jesus Christ. You need to stop thinking of Jesus Christ with your head and start thinking about Jesus Christ with your heart. There's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Lord, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. She says weeping. She says crying. She says with her whole heart, I'm broken hearted, Lord. I'm broken hearted and I don't understand why you let my brother die. Why, Lord? She's crying out to Jesus Christ with her whole heart. She's broken hearted. I never heard anybody say knowledge Broken or head broken, it's heartbroken. Because see, nobody gets knowledge broken or head broken because that's too much pride. So you got pride and you think you know it all. And you always try to figure out in your mind a way you could figure something out and knowledge with this knowledge. I could. No. A person gets heartbroken because they put their whole heart on somebody and they disappoint them. <laughs> it's heartbroken. And she, what, what does this do to Jesus Christ? Because we've seen that Martha showed up and Martha chided Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ started arguing, not arguing, but Jesus Christ started straightening Martha out and started giving her some doctrine. And what does this do? You see how Jesus Christ treated Martha. How does Jesus Christ react to somebody showing up with a heart? With the same words. I showed you the same words, right? How does Jesus Christ react? When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, verse 33, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. It bothered Jesus Christ. See, you've got a Savior that has a personality. And then when you get down on your knees and you cry out and say, Lord, will you save me? The Lord will save you. It touches him. All through the Bible, it says, the Bible says Jesus had compassion on them. Jesus had so much compassion in his worst moment. Jesus Christ's worst moment, hanging on the cross, crucified. This, this crown of thorns on his head. He's about to die and he's in agony. He has one of the thieves say, Lord, will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? 
And Jesus Christ said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's how much compassion he has. If you'll call out with him with your heart. And he groaned in the spirit, verse 34, and said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. See, when Martha showed up with her head knowledge and started arguing with Jesus Christ, he just straightens her out and starts asking her questions. When Mary shows up with her whole heart and says, Lord, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. And she's crying and she's weeping and she doesn't understand. The Lord starts crying with her. The the shortest verse in the whole Bible, Jesus wept. If you're in here, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is crying over you. He loves you. Man, if you only knew how much love the Father has for you. If you only knew how much love Jesus Christ has for you. He's crying over you. He's not happy that you rejected him. He's not happy that you don't want to have nothing to do with him. He's not happy that you've chosen going to hell over going to heaven. He's done everything he could. He's died for you. He's sacrificed his life for you. He's gave his blood for you. He's done everything he can for you. And you turned your back on him. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. Oh, if only you knew how much Jesus Christ loves you. I can talk about it and talk about it. But I don't think you'll ever understand until you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should have not died? Yes, he could have. He could have if he wanted. And yes, he's going to. He's going to do that. Verse 38, Jesus therefore again groaning in himself. This is bothering Jesus Christ. Coming to the grave, it was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. So Jesus tells them, hey, when they get to the grave, and they, it's just like a, it's a cave with a stone. Right? He goes, take the stone away. And look what Martha does. With all her head knowledge, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said, saith unto him, saith to Jesus, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's been dead for four days. Martha, Martha, I thought you believed. I thought you believed in the resurrection. Martha, I thought you believed that Jesus could have been there to save him. But now you're saying don't roll the stone because he stinks? You're using too much head knowledge, see? See, science tells us that when a body lays in a grave for so long that it starts decomposing. See, that's the way you think. That's not how God thinks. He wants you with thinking with your heart. When it seems like it's impossible, when it seems like there's no way, Jesus Christ says, roll the stone away. And there's going to be doubters. There's going to be people when you're using your head. It's not going to make any sense to you. And Jesus Christ says, Martha, roll the stone away. But, but this, it's impossible. The body's decaying and it's stinking. She believes with her heart, but she's believing with the wrong thing. She's believing on science. See, I know people like Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Muslims. They believe with their whole heart. They believe so much with their heart, they're willing to blow themselves up for what they believe. That's a lot of heart, amen? But they got their heart on the wrong thing. You got to put your heart on Jesus Christ. And Martha's messed up. Jesus saith unto her, verse 40, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, 
Thou shouldest see the glory of God. She doesn't believe because she's using her head. Maybe your head's keeping you from coming to Jesus Christ. There's some kind of knowledge that somebody's given you that's not any knowledge at all that's keeping you from coming to Jesus Christ. You need to come to Jesus Christ with your heart. And if, you, if something that somebody's told you, some knowledge that somebody's given you, be it off a of TV, be it through professor or school, come to me and talk to me. Just me and you. And I won't ridicule you or hurt you or anything. I'll show you the evidence and give you my side of it. And you need to hear, you need, you, you need to hear both sides of it. But the truth is, your knowledge can keep you out of heaven. And your, knowledge, your head knowledge can send you straight to hell. And if you'll just use your heart, God can do all things. Verse 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. So Jesus Christ is basically saying, I'm praying out loud so everybody can hear me. And when he had thus spoken, verse 43, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. So Lazarus is laying in a grave dead, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. That's impossible. That could have never happened. Oh, yeah. I know it's impossible. But with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. And when he gets ready to do something, you're going to come forth. Verse 44, he that was dead came forth bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. So Lazarus comes out here like a mummy, and he's bound up. And Jesus Christ says, let him go. He's alive. This miracle was so great that the Pharisees from that moment on tried everything they could to kill Lazarus. And the tradition goes that they did end up killing Lazarus again. Because he was such a living testimony for Jesus Christ that he had raised him up after four days. See, if you're in here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're bound up just like Lazarus. You're bound up by the devil and you're bound up in sin. And Jesus Christ wants to let you go. And when I came to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, man, those chains just fell off of me. And that shadow left me. And I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not telling you I do a bunch of great things. But I'm telling you there's a difference in my life. I'm telling you those chains are gone. <laughs> I'm free. And Jesus Christ says, and he says, free will be free indeed. And man, am I free, man. All thanks to Jesus Christ. And he says, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. What a great and wonderful miracle. And let me close by, show, by saying this in verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Notice it's the same thing about Martha. It said they came to Mary. No one followed Martha. When Martha went out to see Jesus Christ, they knew Jesus was coming. Nobody followed Martha. They stayed with Mary. They always followed Mary. Why? Because she went to Jesus with her heart. If you want to lead somebody to Jesus Christ, you want somebody to really know how much Jesus Christ means to you, you're going to have to show them your heart. And I'm here this morning and I'm trying to show you my heart the best way I can that Jesus Christ is the best thing ever happened to me. Amen. And I won't be a Mary to you. I want you to know, hey, 
I've came to Jesus Christ with my whole heart, and I threw myself down at the feet of Jesus, and I've never been the same, and I'm just asking you to do the same. Don't be like Martha and miss out on all the blessings of Jesus Christ. How important is that heart? Well, if you want to get saved, it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're about to give an invitation. The Bible says you've got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Why? Because, and there's some, there's some women and men in here that know what I'm talking about. Because your mouth shows where your heart's at. Amen. We did two weddings in here, two couples that are in here. Chelsea's back there too. And she had, with her heart, had to stand in front of all these people and say, I do. And her husband and Bobby, for his wife, had to say, I do. With the mouth, they had to confess what their heart already believed, that they wanted to marry him and they wanted to be with that, that person for the rest of their life. If you want Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're going to have to say, I do. Let your mouth show where your heart's at. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're about to give an invitation. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, come on down. We're not trying to embarrass you. We're trying to get you saved. Amen. <laughs> now, if you don't know Jesus Christ, we'll give you an opportunity to get saved. It's just that simple. Hello, this is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church. Are you sick and tired of this world? Are you sick and tired of this life that you're living? Did you know that God has a free gift for you? It's the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Have you ever received this gift? You know a gift can be offered but not received. You can bow your head and ask Jesus right now to save you and give you his free gift of eternal life. Now you might ask, how do I know he'll give me this free gift? Because I did the same thing because I bowed my head knowing I'm a sinner and asked him to save me and he did. And I've never been the same. And this life with Jesus is a thousand times better than anything this world can offer me. Now, we would love to hear from you if you want to contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. Until next time. Casting all your care upon him.